0: And now I can't find the f***ing pepper. This week on the Story Song Podcast. Now hear the tale all glory.
1: Three friends who took into real. All the songs that the story song
2: Hey
0: everybody, welcome back to the Story Song Podcast. I'm Dan McInerney. I'm Rachel Oakes. And I'm Michael Gazelle. Every episode, we walk you through the wonderful world of a story song. And this week, we're talking about... Actually, we're going down (laughs) to the tropics for a little vacation. Mm -hmm. Because we are going down to Margaritaville. Smell that salt air. By Jimmy Buffett. Obviously, yes, we lost Mr. Buffett recently. Mm -hmm. Part of the reason why we're doing this, not directly, but you got me thinking about this song. It was on my long list, and it is one, you know, I was like, well, we'll get around to it someday, but I was thinking about it because, you know, when we when I do a song, at least, I like to have a take on it. You know, I like to have at least one thing, one or two things to say about it, mm-hmm. and I didn't think I, I had a take on this song. I had not given it a ton of thought, but then the more I was thinking about it, I was like, you know what? I, there is a take on this song because this is a classic I don't think this song is about what you guys think this song is about, <laughs> and when I say you, I mean, I mean the American public, okay. and all the ships at sea. Because, and in this case, it's a little interesting and weird because I think the man himself is somewhat responsible for this, but I think people are like, "Oh, Margaritaville, it's the fun restaurants." Mm-hmm. It's like I'm at a I'm at the concert and I'm I'm dancing around, you know, the buying I'm, I'm the doing merch. The f- I'm buying the merch. Everything's great. I'm Jimmy Buffett's on vacation. And this is a song, folks. Let's be honest. About a pretty pathetic alcoholic, right? I mean this this is this is a sad song. This is a sad song. He's a beach bum. Right?
2: There's a difference between a beach bum and a bum
0: on the beach. Exactly. <laughs> that's true. Okay, that's true. Exactly. That's true. Exactly. Thank you, Michael. <laughs> By the way, If I could somehow go back in time and make that my high school yearbook quote, I would. (laughs) I have never heard anything more profound in my life. (laughs) Gettysburg Address, garbage, hot garbage compared to that. Um, We're going to get into it, but I I think there is an argument also to be made that in some ways the the song itself obscures that fact, Mm -hmm. and then everything that came after obscures that fact. Sure. But when you really listen to the lyrics, and just the lyrics, and just read the lyrics, like if you were on a podcast about lyrics, right. if you were to do that... Oh, someone should start that. You, right. You might see that the song is not as much fun as maybe you think it is.
2: I think that's part of the brilliance of the song, is that you don't realize how sad it is. Mm-hmm. Mm. Which we could get into, but it's it's kind of about somebody... Trying to be happy, I guess.
3: You, you know what it is? It's the it's the song equivalent of somebody going, "It's all good, man." Yeah, when it's not, it's not all good,
0: man. Right, and it's when the, like he's saying, "It's all good, man," and you're like, "I see the bone sticking out of your arm." No, nah, it's fine, man. It's, it's good. all good. It's all good, man. I'm good. It's good. I'm good, man. I'm fine. I just took a little spill. <laughs> <laughs> you're like, I have never seen that much blood, and I used to work in a slaughterhouse, my friend. <laughs> this is bad. This, but Nah, it's cool, man. Yeah, it's good. It's all good. I'm it's good. All good. I'm fine. It's all good, man. It's fine. Well, let me tell you the story of this story mm-hmm. song real quick. So, long story short, a sad alcoholic stays drunk on margaritas in his beach house, wasting the days away. At first, he blames his sorry state on a recent breakup. Mm. But then, by the end, he admits it's actually all his fault. Yeah. The end. So there is a nice three-act structure here in Margaritaville.
4: Nibbling on sponge cake Watching the sun bake All of those tubes covered with oil Strumming my six string On my front porch swing Smell those shrimp again.
3: For my entire life up until this very moment Mm -hmm. I thought it was living on sponge cake. Which I was like, that is so unhealthy. You can't live on sponge cake, buddy. This is the first problem. You've gotta have some roughage. You've gotta have Absolutely. You know, you've you've gotta have like a well balanced meal. You can't just live on sponge cake. So I'm glad he's just nibbling on sponge cake as a little treat for himself.
2: Right. Well, sponge cake is part of a balanced breakfast. It's sure. not a full balanced breakfast.
3: Sure. Sure. Yeah. Just a little bit. And then a then like a is banana. That...
0: Right. Oh. I was gonna say those like those those little commercials, they were like, yeah. Sponge cake, part of this delicious breakfast. And there was like twelve other yeah. foods yeah. on the, yeah. the table. Yep. And you're like, Captain Crunch, no <laughs> offense. <laughs> Who eats like this? Yeah, nobody <laughs> does. Who's having a? F... Who's having Captain Crunch and a full cantaloupe? <laughs> it's not <laughs> it's happening. Not
3: a thing, buddy. you've got to really you've really got to like put your thumb on the scales to balance out the Captain Crunch or in this case the sponge cake
0: I have another question Captain Crunch slash the cuckoo bird Um, who's eating this breakfast Andre the Giant there's like there's like 3,000 calories on this table what are you talking about well it
2: is part of that balanced breakfast of 3,000 calories
0: yeah
1: yeah
2: Oh my Who god! Who doesn't, right before work, have
0: eighteen right. four-minute eggs? Sure. Uh, I know this is going to sound weird, but uh, me and 8 year old. I'm not planning to run a marathon today, <laughs> so I don't know if I need to have quite that many calories stored up for my long run.
2: Um, anyway, those calories will be burned off by noon. Mm-hmm. Oh sure. It's
0: it's yeah, yeah,
3: yeah. um it's big parachute day.
0: In in gym class. <laughs> anyway, yeah, I mean, look, drink margaritas by the gallon. Just don't eat sponge cake. Come it's on, It's just a lot. Yeah, of- or I mean, you can eat it, but you got to eat some of some other stuff. You need something else. Um, I don't even know. I mean, I
2: kind of love it because it. This is a song, obviously, about somebody who is wasting away. Yeah, on alcohol, uh, but. He's like, I I just want a little bit of sponge cake. He has a very specific kind of dessert food that he wants. He's not like, just is there a bag of Doritos in in the kitchen? Get me get me that. Like whatever, I'll have whatever. It's like I would like a sponge cake, mm-hmm. like an right. angel food. Yeah, would be great.
0: Well, here's so okay. So he's nibbling on sponge cake. I'd like to think that Watch. he's baking mm-hmm. the sponge cake.
3: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Okay. Mm-hmm. I don't think he
2: is, but in an easy we, bake we oven. Can... <laughs> <laughs> no, I think he's watching Great British break Off, and mm. it's cake week, mm-hmm. and he's he's like, I'm gonna make a sponge cake.
3: He's gone with well, the I actually Genoese sponge. sponge, yeah, yeah,
0: good sponge. So I have a th- so I have a thought about the cake that I'm gonna I'm gonna hold off for one second. I just want to say nibbling on a sponge cake, watching the sun bake. Never until just now did I put together, watching the sun bake all of those tourists covered in oil. The the sun is baking the tourists covered in oil.
1: Yeah.
0: I always yeah. thought he just meant like it was hot, like the sand was just... And then because he was like watching the sun bake, period. Yeah. Oh, and also, he points over there, all of those tourists covered in oil. Um, with oil. In oil makes it like they're being cooked or something.
2: <laughs> uh- <laughs> He's just he's just pointing out things. Yeah, right.
0: Right. right. Well, Taurus covered in oil. I mean, to be (laughs) fair, he's setting a scene. Right. We know he's on some some kind of tropical location. Mm -hmm. Right. Presumably. Um, He's on the beach. There's Taurus covered in oil. He's nibbling on sponge cake. Strumming my six string on my front port swing. Smell those Shrimp. They're beginning to boil. Now, here's the thing I've always wondered. And this goes back to what Michael was saying, that he thinks he baked the cake. Um, Which, you know, if I knew you were coming, I would have baked the cake. But um, (laughs) he... My question is, smell those shrimp they're beginning to boil. Is he cooking shrimp? Or, or, or is there like a communal thing going on? Is there like a, a shrimp boil and what and the reason why I'm asking that is maybe they're like also giving out sponge cake, you know what I mean? Like maybe there's like a shrimp boil and sponge cake kind of thing. Like I don't know if that's oh a yeah thing. that traditional. It's like <laughs> shrimp and sponge. Well, I don't cake know. Party. I mean the fact that, that I'm sorry I'm sorry that this sad drunk <laughs> is sitting on his porch <laughs> being like I'm gonna eat some sponge cake. That seems incongruous. Just to. To what he's what what should be I don't know where he got it from I guess is my point playing the one he song a he, cake?
3: he playing the one song he knows over and over again, um, he, I think
0: it seems too fancy sponge cake. Seems, but maybe I, there's, no, no, no. Maybe I there's think some it's, I think some context I'm missing.
3: I think so. I I don't I don't think it's like just a sheet cake. I think it's probably I think it's probably like more like a rum cake, like a like a rum sponge cake that 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 right. seems more tropical to me. Um, like a Bermuda rum cake.
2: Any uh, cake is a rum cake if you spill a bottle of rum on it. <laughs> That's
3: valid. That's valid. Sure. Um, Or if you just constantly I mean, of
2: rum.
0: Right. Michael had a rum Twinkie before he got on. <laughs> yeah. So yeah.
2: yeah.
0: He was just pouring rum on a Twinkie. <laughs> so I'm getting through
2: this he's episode, like- you guys.
0: <laughs> but here's another thing. If he's buying sponge cake and he's cooking shrimp, it seems like maybe he's a little bit more together at the start of this song. Then perhaps he is by the end. Or again, I don't know if it's again, I don't know if it's like because I also don't know is like is this like a sandals resort? Like it is it all be. inclusive? Is he <laughs> is he going down to the mess hall or whatever? And it's not called a mess <laughs> hall. Yeah, but yeah. is he going down to like the restaurant? Come to Sandals out? and, and he, spend and time
3: at our mess hall.
0: <laughs> and he's and he's picking up like some sponge cake and they're they're he's getting ready. He's gonna go down and eat some of the Shrimp they're boiling up down there. Is that what it is? Or is he in his own little, you know, is this a house that he owns or he rents? Or what's the deal? I think they're probably
3: little, like, beach shacks, like little cabanas. But there's probably, it's probably the type of place where every night there's a bonfire and they have Mm -hmm. these, like, communal areas where they'll do a shrimp boil and people will bring stuff and grab drinks. And maybe it's not a formal thing where everybody gets together, but it just happens that everybody winds up at this place. All the neighbors kind of get together and wind up at this place. And obviously our, our protagonist is going to smell the shrimp and wander over with his sponge cake and his guitar and say, you guys going to eat all that shrimp?
0: (laughs) You guys, uh, you guys want to hear a song? (laughs) You
3: want to hear the one (laughs) song I know?
0: (laughs) Hold on. All right, hey guys. Uh, it's been really, it's been really great hanging out with you this week. Um, we enjoyed all the shrimp. I think I think we've had a good time, right? Um, anyway, I just wanted to say thank you, and the only way I know how.
3: <laughs> yep. <laughs> we've heard it every <laughs> night on the porch, every night on your porch.
2: Wait a minute, I messed it up. I got to start again. <laughs>
3: It's okay, you really don't
0: have to. You don't no, have no, no. to.
2: No, I'm going to start again. Wait, hold on. Hold on. Hold I'm on. I'm sorry.
0: I'm sorry. I was trying to play betting in the Jets. <laughs> I don't know what. Happened. <laughs> I I this is totally off the dome. You know what I never had and that other people had, an experience I I just didn't exist in my world, mm-hmm. in my life. And I'm and I'm and I'm kind of glad about it. But the people who had like the vacation place they went to every year. Uh- <laughs> you know what I'm talking about?
3: Yeah. yeah. Like the people are
0: like, my family goes to the same place every year and we hang out with like, vacation you know, people. Yeah. Or they're like, oh, yeah. you know, oh, the Steffens. We know them from blah, blah, blah resort. We go there every year. And like, they have like a whole community there. Yeah. Yeah. I was always, ama- like that was always amazing to me. I had friends who'd be like, oh, we have to go to, the resort that we go to every year, the Poconos, and, I, and we have to see the same people that we don't have no we had no connections with people other than we met them on vacation <laughs> and then have continued to go to the same place every year for two decades.
2: Yeah, Poconos, Catskills. Yeah, yeah. You don't want that because inevitably somebody's going to put baby in the corner.
0: Mm-hmm, it's true. we go going to cruise. We have to sit with people. At dinner. And it's like, what, am I in prison? Why? What is happening? I can't get my
2: own table? We got to stop going to these resorts with mess halls.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I think I might just go, I just might be camping. I'm going to be honest with you guys. Maybe I just don't know what a vacation is. (sighs) All right. So smell the shrimp there again in a boil.
2: So I I do want to say, I think the shrimp is, I don't know that it's like, that it's a mess hall necessarily. I think it's, I think he's just describing the sights and sounds and smells right. of the beach. I think it's just somewhere off in the distance. It's like if you go to a beach and like you could smell somebody barbecuing, you know? Like it's mm-hmm. it's that type of thing.
0: Right. Well, but I mean again, obviously he's on it, he's on a front porch. So he has his own little cabana. Yeah, it's like a little so presumably beach house. other, yeah, other other cabanas yeah. are nearby and at the very least someone's cooking shrimp. Yeah.
2: That he can smell. I think somebody put like a sponge cake on the window to cool and <laughs> sure. His and Jimmy neighbor... and his guitar.
3: Yeah, his neighbor's yeah, yeah. like, and now, honey, we finished our shrimp. Mm-hmm. Now time for our sponge cake that I left. Where did a sponge yep.
0: cake go? Hey, honey, you know that guy who plays guitar every night? Yeah. Um, well, he's floating over to our window. <laughs> he's following a smell trail. <laughs> over to our window Do we live next door to a cartoon cat now he ran off and it made that tinkle tinkle <laughs> sound that's in the of cartoon you know what I'm talking about wasting
4: away again in margarita searching for
0: wasting away guys yeah. wasting away in Margaritaville all right so peppy it is you know it sounds fun at first right because like here's the deal if it's a weekend I'm no prude I'm no teetotaler if you want to get drunk for a weekend on the beach knock yourself out but we're gonna find out that it has not been a weekend yeah right it has been a significant amount of time he's wasting away
2: I think the clue is again I think right. this is well, day after day.
0: Yeah, 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 yeah. And I think that you were saying it. it you know, it sounds peppy. It sounds fun. I think in some ways, maybe that is the point that this guy is in a certain level of denial. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He's in a certain level of self delusion of him being like, "Hey, I'm just partying. I'm at the sure. beach. I'm playing my the shrimp are boiling. I'm playing my guitar. We're having a good time." And it is that guy. It's who you're like, "Hey, man, you're right." He's like, "Yeah, I'm good." And it's like. Actually, I don't think you are. Yeah, but <laughs> I, I don't know. I don't know what to do about I, I it because yeah,
3: I can't have a drinking problem. I'm drinking margaritas. There's right. No,
0: you exactly. You can't be
3: an alcoholic when you drink margaritas. No,
0: of course. Come now on. that is that's one thing I want to bring up. Seems like a very fancy drink. Maybe this guy is fancy. He's eating sponge cake. He margarita. There's a a lot of work goes into a margarita right. as opposed to. Just drinking out of a jug that has three X's on it. Right. Like a good cartoon <laughs> character. Right. Yeah. Drunk should. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So he is.
2: Has- going to a bar with a, uh, with a bag of money with a dollar sign on it to pay for
0: that. <laughs>
1: yeah.
0: Sure. <short laughs> bottle of. Absolutely. Alcohol. Um, so, yeah. So he, at very least, he's putting in the effort to make a margarita, right? In order to get drunk. Um, a lot of sugar in that. And that's also, that's, I mean, he's got sugar-free, sugar-free margaritas, mm-hmm. diet margaritas. But you're also, Skinny I girl mean, you're,
1: margarita, you're, yeah. margaritas.
0: <laughs> margarita Zero. Look again, one or two margaritas, no problem. You're drinking that, you're, you're drinking the, the amount of margaritas I think you're drinking, you're going to eat away the lining of your stomach. That's a lot of acid that you oh, are pouring down there. At,
3: oh, my god! Probably
0: with, with not a lot of food Oy. in that stomach. That's why he's having the sponge cake. Yeah. Well, yeah. yeah. I mean, it'll suck it up. That's good. It's Got at least.
3: sponge right in the name.
0: Yeah. <laughs> i mean, I've, mean, I've I just think it's weird that we're slightly in the position where Michael's like, "Hey, man, he's eating sponge cake. Yeah, he's fine. He's got he's got sugar free. Get off his back. He's thought this through. Let him live his best life."
2: <laughs> I think one of the cool things about this and something in the story that's very telling and sort of very related to the jimmy buffett lore is yeah. um is the idea of margaritaville margaritaville being like a state of mind sure <laughs> yes. yes which is very much like the jimmy buffett thing it's not it's almost as if this guy is calling margaritaville like where he goes mentally when he is drunk yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. This is this is where he is going to escape the idea of this failed relationship. Yep.
0: Right. Yeah, yeah. No, absolutely. Yeah, no, it's not I mean, obviously it's not a place. It's it's I mean it is now. But... Where... Yeah,
3: now it is. Right. Now it's well... many places. <laughs> That's true.
0: Um but yeah, I mean it's metaphorically, it's where he is in his mind that he's living in Margueriteville. Searching for my lost shaker of salt.
3: Salt, um, salt,
0: salt, salt. <laughs> there it is. <laughs> so he is. So, yeah, I mean, he's just, again, he's just, uh, he's just wasting away. Like, he can't find the shaker of salt. And that's like, that is when you know, and it, and again, it can be a fun time, but you know you're really drunk when you start being like, "Where I just. Where did I just put that thing? I just had it. Yeah. Where well also
2: he's not even looking for like margarita salt. He's looking for like like a a container of morton salt. salt. (laughs) You know, like any salt'll do. It's salt. What's the difference? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Where's that stuff I put on the driveway? In winter.
3: (laughs) Down here (laughs) in the tropics.
4: (laughs) Don't know the reason. Did here all season. Nothing to show but this brand new tattoo But it's a real beauty. I'm Mexican cutie. How I got
0: here, I haven't a clue. So this is not a weekend. No. This is at least three months. I think he's also stretch because wherever he is, there's probably not really seasons, so it is impossible to know how long this has been. Well, well no, I think the- if it's, I think if it's like an all inclusive type thing,
2: they do have seasons. So the season could be Memorial Day to Labor Day. It could be like a sure three four month thing. Right. It's not. It's not like. It's not like. Well, I'm going to get there on September 21st. I'm going to leave there on December 21st. And I will be there for the <laughs> yeah. season of autumn.
3: It's the, yeah, it's the off season or the, you know, yeah. It's probably, you know, he's like reverse snow, uh like maybe he's um snowbirding it, you know?
2: I mean, if it's the off season, that's like nine months, so that's that's even worse. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs> I'm also imagining like, he's got to own this place, right? Because you can't just stay at Sandals well, for like see, four months, I always, right? But
3: I always, I never thought of it as like a Sandals because. <laughs> the thought of this dude just <laughs> hunkering down at like a uh, sandals.
0: What's I'm <laughs> saying? And like and kick you out eventually.
3: Imagine, imagine those sandals commercials and then and then just you have this dude come into frame and just like walk across with a margarita and like his guitar, like his like janky guitar. <laughs> just like, what's up? Like, while two while a couple is, like, splashing around. But I always thought... Just, of like,
2: it, jump in front of the camera yeah. and be like, it's nobody's
0: fault. Yeah,
3: yeah, it's yeah. It's nobody's fault. No, I... Of course, I, sponge cake. <laughs> I always thought of it as... Look
0: at my tattoo! Look at it! Look at it! Uh, oh, hey, guys. You have a, uh, these guys are in love over here. Look at that. romantic. Must be great. We Must be great. Right. I
3: bet she's not but- to blame for anything. Um... <laughs> Nobody Welcome sw- to Sandals,
0: I've been here for four and a half months, and I ain't leaving. <laughs> I'm
3: not going anywhere. I'm not leaving. I'm not going anywhere. They're not going to know where what I am. What are you going to do? I just keep do do? plopping from place Call to place. Call
0: the cops again? Yeah. yeah. Oh,
3: you're not going to do anything to me. No, I always thought that it was like a little, like beach shack. Like they have these little right. beachfront communities, and maybe Absolutely. he's like squatting at a friend's place, and he's his yeah. friend is like, "Come on down. <laughs> you can hang out for a couple of weeks." He crashes on the couch, and then a couple of weeks go by, and his friend is like, all right, buddy, uh, so you're going to head back up? And he's like, you know, I'm just going to hang out a couple another week, and he's like, all right, that's fine. Next thing you know, three months go by, and he's like, so um, are you going to maybe think about heading back up north anytime soon? And uh, the answer is no. No, he's not thinking yeah. about heading up north anytime soon.
0: Yeah, I don't know the reason. I know the reason because you're crashing on my couch, man. <laughs> it, can you let's get let get up and get out? You know, the sponge cake is a is a special thing between me and my girlfriend. Um, and we have not had any uh, <laughs> since, this entire time. Every here. time I go to get to bring a bring her a piece of sponge cake, uh, you, someone has taken a big bite out of the middle. That's more um, nibble. I don't want to point. Fi- I don't want to point fingers, but yeah, I'm going to say uh, you know,
3: and and the answer, think, yeah. The answer is you didn't lose your shaker of salt. You lost my shaker of salt.
0: (laughs) You wet their bed. Um.
2: (laughs) Anyway, now all our food is bland. (laughs) I think it might be a beachfront community, but I think it's like a 300-room mansion overlooking the ocean in
0: Malibu. Oh, sure. Wow. I think that'd be nicer.
3: That would be nicer.
0: Oh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. I don't know if those have front porch swings. I'm just gonna say that. <laughs> <laughs> that seems unlikely, but um all right, so I don't know the reason I stayed here all season. Nothing to show but this brand new tattoo. But it's a real beauty, a Mexican cutie. How it got here, I haven't a clue.
3: Well do a lot of crazy things when you're blackout drunk.
0: <laughs> so Here's the thing. That's the kind of story that when you're 22, somebody tells you that story, you're like, "Oh man, so that's so crazy. That guy's so crazy. That is so crazy. Oh my god, that guy's nuts." And then you get older, and you realize that poor man was 42 years old, and he was so blackout drunk that he got a tattoo and didn't even he didn't yeah. remember. My god, that is so sad. What a, sad, what a sad life that, that that guy was living. And it's a neck tattoo. Um, How did he not know? <laughs> oh, God. It's got to hurt. He was passed out. So, yeah, I mean, it's, again, a funny story, except also not funny. Because if you were so drunk that you managed to get a tattoo. Look, I've never gotten a tattoo, and there's, there's a reason why. Because I am a big baby, and they hurt, <laughs> so if you do not feel the pain of getting a needle stabbed into your skin over and over and over again to get a tattoo that's 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 too drunk. I'm gonna say that <laughs> you know what maybe I am judgmental, that's too drunk, <laughs> but, everybody,
3: but you know what you think that it's some like just terrible tattoo, but he's right, he actually luckily stumbled into one of the most prominent tattoo artists in sure. the tropics and it is a phenomenal work of art
4: i yeah, mean yeah. he laid
3: down thousands of dollars blackout <laughs> drunk to get like one of the most amazing tattoos you've ever seen
0: but here's a question though is in, in in the 70s were tattoos expensive or is that uh, the don't... kind of thing that like Hipsters ruined. No, I don't think. You know th- what yeah, I mean? No, like, I- were, they, were they just like super cheap and then Williamsburg happened That's and right. now they're like super expensive? Is that the deal? I think
3: so. I don't think tattoos were exactly the way they are now. I think they were right, right. very different back then.
0: Yeah.
2: Yeah, yeah, Like back in the 50s, you can get like 20 fedoras for a dollar and then
0: right, <laughs> hipsters. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. I mean, I think you all you went into a tattoo parlor and they were like, look, man. Mexican cutie, anchor heart. Those are the three <laughs> things you can get. Yep. yep, yep, That's it. Yeah, I can't draw anything else. That's it. So that's it. Wiggly lady. <laughs>
3: <laughs> What's that? Are you in a motorcycle van? Are you in a motorcycle gang? All right, then you can get um love and hate on your knuckles. But that's it. But you gotta be that's in a it. you gotta be in a gang.
0: You got to be I and I need to see proof yeah. that you are in a gang or I'm not doing I it. I
3: need your gang friendship bracelet.
0: Show me <laughs> right. your gang friendship bracelet. And and if you're in a, if you're in a gang, tell your old lady come inside and I'll do Betty Boo for free. But that that's is it. it. That's that it. is all we're doing. <laughs>
3: that's it.
0: Here <laughs> in this early 1970s tattoo parlor. <laughs> I don't care what you you drew something that's personal to you. I said a heart earned an anchor. That's all you're getting. And you're going to like it. Now drink 50 margaritas and get in that chair.
2: <laughs> Betty Boop standing next to an anchor. Oh, you want the deluxe. Okay, yeah, we could do that. Okay.
0: <laughs> anyway,
3: that'll be $10. <laughs>
4: Some people claim that there's a Now I think, hell, it could be my
3: fault. Somebody's sobering up. <laughs>
2: Yes and no. I think it's what's interesting here and what we'll, we'll see it more in the next verse is it seems that verse by verse he's getting progressively drunker. Mm, or at right. least like as time goes by, it's getting more extreme where he's just like verse 1 he's got the munchies. Verse 2 he's getting a tattoo that he does not remember, but in his state of becoming drunker and drunker over time, he's getting more and more clarity, mhm, like where in the first verse, he says it's nobody's fault, it just it just happened
3: right happened right,
2: and then he's realizing, oh, it could be his fault as we go on, I think he'll get a little bit more clarity, yeah, as to the reason for his breakup,
3: drunker and being sober in thought,
0: yeah, when he says some people claim, does he just mean that like? Some men will say that it's all the woman's fault. Or is he talking about specific people who are like, hey, man, that she really screwed you over on that one? You know what I mean? What do do we think? I don't know. I think he's saying like,
2: I think he's talking like generally. I don't think it's like a Family Feud Survey Says situation. I think he's, Mm -hmm. (laughs) uh, (laughs) I think he's saying like, you know, you could say that there's a woman right. to blame. I know. It's nobody's
0: fault. Here's my second question. So he's he's wasting away in Margaritaville because of this breakup. But did she break up with him because of the drinking? Like is this, you know what I mean? Uh,
3: yeah. <laughs>
0: <Okay>. Oh yeah. <laughs> uh yeah.
3: Yeah. Yeah. He'll right, say enough. he'll say no. He'll say that she's well, a reason. Saying, but I, the answer is yes. That's,
0: that's what I was warning is if he's slowly coming to the realization yeah. of, like, actually, not only is this my fault, but this was all just, this is all an excuse to do what I was going to do anyway. Yeah. You know what I mean? I was going to stay here all season, whether I had a girlfriend or not. Right, right. <laughs> so, yeah. and I was going to waste away in Margaritaville. And the only thing that would have been different is she probably would have known where the shaker saw was, but otherwise... Yeah. <laughs> And then and then she would have woken up I would have cutie. she would add Boop um, but other <laughs> than that pretty much pretty much the season was gonna go th- this way no matter what yep.
4: happened I blew out my flip flop stepped on a pop top Could my heel had to cruise on back home but there's booze in the blender. Soon it will render. That frozen concoction that helps me hang on.
0: Now let's talk about this. Mm -hmm. Because this is this is up there with like payphones and things that have come in songs that long forgotten what a pop-top is. But it used to be that beer cans, you know when you, you 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 open them like this. Well, it used to be you just kind of pulled it off and then you just threw that sharp thing away. Um, and people used to step on them all the time yeah. because they were Gross. just jagged pieces of metal. <laughs>
1: yeah.
0: That Look, guys, I don't know how we survived the 70s. I'm going to be honest with you. There's so much that it's just like insane when you think about it. Yeah. But um, yeah, but that's what it is. He stepped on one of those things and it like ruined his flip-flop somehow
3: no he flew out no he blew out his flip-flop so he was walking barefoot
0: oh and stepped, on a, pop stepped top. on a pop top cut my heel had to cruise on but he
3: just home. had to cruise on back home it's all good
0: So <laughs> when man. he says i when he says I blew out my flip-flop what does that mean he, it sounds like a tire no he how do you blow out a flip-flop
3: he like the 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 like strap popped out
0: okay yeah and he was just All
3: like, right. it's
2: fine. And he kept walking.
3: Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
2: Or Michael. the strap broke. And he just kept walking. And like six blocks later, he was like, did I have a well,
0: Yeah, a on before? I, know, the, I had two <laughs> I of thought, these, right? For a moment, I thought you were going to be incredulous that he was walking barefoot. I was like, Michael, he got a tattoo that he doesn't <laughs> remember.
2: <laughs> Does anybody else, every time he says stepped on a pop top, think he's going to say yeah. stepped on a pop tart?
3: <laughs> mm-hmm. Sounds good. Then he picks it up.
2: He gets back to the beach, right. and someone's like, "Oh my god, your foot's bleeding!" He's like, "No, man, I just stepped on a pop tart's jam." It's fine. And he's <laughs> like, "Oh no, no, no! I stepped on a pop top. I, that is actual oh.
0: blood." Oh, oh, jeez. That's not great. You know what? I stepped, I stepped on a pop top and then a pop tart. Yeah. So now, I don't even know what that means. I guess.
3: Quick, somebody get me a sponge cake.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I have I have frosting poisoning on my foot. <laughs> this is a song about pastries. I blew out my flip-flop, stepped on a pop-top, cut my heel, had to cruise on back up.
3: Ugh. Home. ugh. <laughs> <laughs> just blood. Just a blood trail back to the front porch. Have some of that shrimp. No, you are bleeding on our front porch.
0: Please. Do remember, let, me, let me say this. You remember, like, when you were a kid and you would go to, like, I don't know, a public park or whatever, and, like, the... The parking lot would just be like thirty percent old cigarettes.
1: Yeah, <laughs> yeah.
0: Like, like, and we just, we just didn't, didn't give it a thought. Just all the gutters. Yeah. Just like, just the, around the edge. Just everything's just covered in old <laughs> cigarettes. And we're like, well, that's it. Things will never change. That's the way life is. <laughs> so this is the same thing where people are just like, oh, let me just pull this jagged piece of metal off. Just throw it on the ground. Yep. Don't need to worry about that thing anymore. I'm a boomer, everybody. (laughs) I'm not concerned about anyone but myself.
3: Oh, man.
2: I can't see it. It must be gone. I think as he's approaching his beach house with his injured foot, I'm just picturing him, because it's probably late at night at this point, so all the lights are out. I'm picturing him like approaching his beach house, the way the zombies approach the house at the end of the Thriller video. Sure. Just sort yep. of dragging one leg behind. Yep. That's the only thing this
0: song is missing is a dance to do to it. It's true. You know what I mean? You, you could do a little like <laughs> shuffle, and then, you're, and then you're, you're doing this. You're looking for the salt. Yep. You're, you're putting yeah. your, your hand over your, your brow, looking around like that. And yeah. I've
2: often said the only thing that Thriller's missing is a restaurant. Yeah. Yeah.
0: No, I agree. Um okay, so cut my heel out to crew and back home. But there's booze in the blender, and soon it will render that frozen concoction that helps me hang on. Who I mean, okay. So he is drunk enough that he forgot
2: his flip flop. He stepped on a jagged piece of metal, he's cool with it, and then he's like, I'm gonna go home. And use machinery to make myself a drink. <laughs> Does that machinery have a blade? You bet it has a blade. Yeah.
0: Oh, you bet it has a blade.
3: Yeah, not margarita on the rocks. He's got to have the frozen margarita. Yeah.
0: Also, you know what? I mean, is anybody,
2: how often are you, do you say like, you know what I could go for? A nice, cold, refreshing margarita. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's a very specific mood.
0: Yeah. Oh, absolutely. I mean, he's in a tropical occasion. So it makes sense. But it's one thing to order a margarita, mm-hmm. it's another thing to make it yourself.
3: By yeah. yourself.
0: By a yourself. A
3: pitcher of margarita.
0: Because who's going to know? Who, who yeah. would know that you were just drinking tequila straight out of the bottle? No. Right? Why go through all the trouble of making the margarita if it's, it's just to get blackout drunk?
3: It's the right? it's something about the ritual about it. It's the same thing about the lost lost shaker of salt. It's the why he's searching for his lost shaker of salt. There's like a, yeah. a part of his ritual is gone, and so which makes it all the sadder.
2: Well, that's the thing. Like it's if you're making a margarita, you're making several margaritas. You're making right. an entire pitcher of them. It's like making a pot of coffee. They don't have Keurig right. machines for margaritas <laughs> that will but,
0: but stop stop copyright copyright oh, copyright copyright, copyright, <laughs> copyright.
2: <laughs> but well, our version hold... our version is going to be recyclable so it won't but destroy the planet
3: hold on i've got news for you i think they do have something like that oh. they 100% oh. have like drinks on demand type of <sighs> things
2: well in the days of got... this song they didn't so he yes, he had to true. make up Picture of Margaritas. He had to make a picture. He yes. had to make a picture of Margaritas.
0: Yeah, um, I totally agree.
3: P.S. The, Look, here's the, bad, okay. here's the bad
0: news. I was so convinced we were going to be a off that carrick for Margaritas. I already bought a yacht. Um, <laughs> this is ooh, this really came back to bite me. I really thought we were on easy street for a second there.
3: P.S. I never realized how much this song reminds me of my favorite kids in the hall sketch, Girl Drink Drunk, which Yo, is yeah. amazing. Um, that's all I have to say about that.
0: Well, I mean that sketch is just Dave Foley is a girl drink drunk. He is a drunk, and he has he keeps making the most complicated <laughs> drinks. <laughs> drinks possible. Um, yeah, so like when when he wants to drink, he has to have like. You know, little umbrellas. Yeah, and like it's, maraschino he's cherries. Like, he's and... like
3: shaving coconut into a drink. He's like in, he's he's like at work in like the in, in like the office supply closet, like shuffling right. through the garbage looking for a tiny umbrella, and like bringing out a blender and making like 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 like, sh- like shaving coconut and like putting caramel on things. It's 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 a great sketch.
0: This is like the not ridiculous version Correct. of it where it's like why are you going through all this trouble? Man, just get drunk. Like what but but I think again, I think part of this is a little bit of the self-delusion where he's like I'm not right. a drunk. I'm just at the beach yeah. and I'm having a couple of drinks, man. Everything's fine. No big deal. However, I think it cracks a little bit and he's like it helps me hang on. Right, if that right. if that's the way you're talking about it, then things are not great. Yeah. Changes, we love mm-hmm. it, but that's our three act structure. He goes from saying it's nobody's fault to maybe it's my fault to it's my own damn fault. Okay. By the way, one thing I would want to say the the course before this, he says hell, and this one he says damn. Why such a potty <laughs> Okay. Come on. You know that's not necessary. It's not appropriate. Right? Come
3: on, Mister Buffett. No,
0: just saying. You know what? I take it back. I am a prude. I don't. <laughs> <laughs> It's too much, it's too much we don't we don't need that kind of profanity, <laughs> not here uh... in Margaritaville. <laughs> all right, any thoughts on this other than the fact that he's now he's now self actualized he's realized that mm-hmm. the only thing the the things that matter the things that happen to you do not matter. The only thing that matters is your reaction to them. all things in in some ways are your fault right, <laughs> right, so he is. He is like, he's basically ascended to another plane of consciousness. He is the Buddha, right? He is Margarita on his way to Nirvana. Yes, <laughs> 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 yes, he's the Buddha of Margarita Bell. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, there's a lot of calories. You're a little flabby. <laughs> You're drinking all those margaritas uh, yep. and eating sponge cake. And I
2: think also what, what I was saying in the beginning is what relates to the song is as happy as this song sounds, it is a sad song and it Yeah. It's related to the idea of him trying to that idea of like self-delusion of he's getting drunk, he's having a good time, but he knows how sad he is about this breakup.
3: Right.
0: And
2: exactly. I think that's one of the brilliant things
0: about the song. Yeah. Uh, it's a great song. Uh, there's no question about that. And like, you know. It, 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 the 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 great, uh, the pop song thing we talk about all the time. You have a short amount of time, every word counts, and this this one, you know, threads the needle. Like it's it, anyone who listens to the song immediately gets it. It's great, good song, good lyrics, totally makes sense. You know this, character, ag- you know you story, know this character. You know the story.
2: You know everything yeah. that's happened to him. You know what he's going through, and. Right. In not a long song, you know, like you yeah. know his entire backstory without having to be told his entire backstory.
0: Yeah, I and mean, I was gonna say it's simple in a good way. Yeah. Um, all right, anything else on this song? Go once, twice. So. All right. Let's talk expanded universe. What have we got?
2: Expanded
3: universe. He's he's on his front porch and he's flipping through the paper. And he comes to a classified, and he says, you know, I do, I like margaritas, but I do also like pina coladas. I'm going to meet up with this person. Yeah. And he goes and he meets (laughs) Rupert Holmes. (laughs) They are, it's weird. It's weird for them, but they both like pina coladas and getting caught in the rain.
0: Yeah. You know what? It just occurred to me. That's from, I don't, that's an oldie rupert holmes i don't he never he never specifies a gender right he could have a dude showing up be like i like my, Mar- i like Klaus, yeah. i margaritas <laughs> yeah. whatever you got man let's do this thing
3: you mean in the act in the ad yeah no i don't think so
0: in the ad he never says like i'm looking for a woman right he
2: just says <laughs> i mean he does say in the song i was tired of my lady so <laughs> no,
0: no no i know yeah. that but i'm but, saying, but I'm saying actual- like yeah. Yeah. i mean so maybe he wasn't tired of,
2: of her personality oh, that's <laughs> <true>. <laughs>
0: I was tired of my lady. I was tired of just ladies in general. <laughs> oh man. I just love the idea of him just being like, actually I I want another love of my life, but I guess I'll just have this drunk <laughs> idiot for a friend <laughs> now. I just have a drinking buddy.
3: Yeah. He's like, You like pina coladas? I like margaritas I like margaritas. What 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 do you think? Well, sure. As long as it's frozen. Yeah.
0: Why, whatever you got, man. I'm a, I'm I'm not picking. I
3: got a blender. Right, I'm gonna be honest <laughs> do with you. you have a <laughs> shaker <laughs> of salt? I'm
0: going to be honest with you. I got, I got a tattoo and my foot is bleeding. <laughs> and <laughs> whatever you're drinking, let's do this thing. And let's I know
3: one song on the guitar. Let's do this <laughs> thing.
2: I don't know. Do you have any sponge cake? Do I have a surprise for you? <laughs> oh, you're not going to believe this.
3: <laughs> you are not going to believe this.
0: <laughs> um... You know, do you think he was he was in the bar just being like, "I oh, will have one bourbon, one scotch, one beer, one margarita." <laughs> he just keeps uh, rattling pitaplatta. stuff off. Uh, whiskey sour, one zombie, uh, uh, one, uh, Long Island baby Uh sex on the beach. Um, no, Rob Roy, you got a Rob Roy. What do we got? One Old
3: nipple. fashioned.
0: Uh, one... <laughs> uh, hold on, I got a placemat here.
3: Um, <laughs> <laughs> Give me one of each things on this diner placemat. <laughs>
2: Uh, we're going to need to go out and get some more powdered sugar. Yep.
3: How many egg whites are in this thing?
0: (laughs) I'm going to tell you. I'm going to tell you right now. It's not enough. Whatever the answer is, it's not enough. I got a lot of egg white piece drink orders coming up. You, behind the bar, keep frothing those egg whites.
3: I can't. My arm is killing me. Keep frothing them. Froth away.
0: (sighs) (laughs) Uh, what else we got? What else we got? What else we got? Um, I mean, this front porch is this where Bajagaloo was doing his thing?
3: <laughs> he's like, you gotta, you gotta move that guitar somewhere else. I gotta make more kids.
0: This is a like crazy vacation house. B- Bajagaloo, we can't. Oh, he's not gonna. It's he's passed fine. out. He's it's not gonna fine. wake up. Look at that guy. I mean, he's he's laying on his front porch. Some guy's giving him a tattoo. There's it's no fine. way he's gonna wake the up. The
3: poor neighbors at this place, between him and Bacha Galoop, I swear.
0: Do so you think he's on one side? Buffett's on one side. Bacha Galoop's on the other side. <laughs> and, and these poor people in <laughs> and the these middle. Poor
3: neighbors in the middle. Look, Gary, why do I we... don't
0: care that you came here every summer with your family? Okay, we're not coming <laughs> back to this Sandals resort I'm again. Not doing
3: this anymore. Yeah, he took the sponge cake, so I took a shaker of <laughs> salt, Gary. Yes, I did. I'm not, I'm not giving, giving it back. It back. I've seen that. Yeah, no, I'm not. Yeah, I know it's Minnie Mouse, and <laughs> the pepper is Mickey Mouse, and so he just has Mickey Mouse, and I have Minnie Mouse. I don't, I don't, care. don't care.
0: Okay? Yes. I can't live like this anymore. All right? I took his shaker of salt, and I took his hallway kid. All right? I'm keeping both of them.
3: <laughs> That's it. He won't notice the hallway kid is gone. He's got so many kids.
0: <laughs> How could he have all those kids in that tiny little beach bungalow? It doesn't make any sense, Gary. It doesn't make any sense. Doesn't make any sense. <sighs> now, if you don't mind, if you don't mind, I'm gonna salt my sponge cake and go to bed. <laughs> oh, um. Man. Yeah, I don't know. There's not. We don't have a lot of songs about people just drinking themselves to death, which is probably a good thing. I would say.
2: Yeah. I mean, not for this section of the show.
0: It's no. Not. I mean, maybe he, maybe he's he's yet another victim of Gail Garnett. She did the whole "Sing in the Sunshine." He fell oh. in love, oh. and yeah. now Maybe. he, and now he can't get out of it.
2: I feel like he's one of those guys who just makes margaritas, but he doesn't call them margaritas. He's like he gives his drinks names. He's like, "This is Love Potion Number nine. <laughs> <You> <laughs> that, oh yeah.
3: yeah, oh yeah, without a doubt, yeah, yeah, yeah,
2: without a doubt. And it's like, what what goes into Love Potion Number Nine? Uh, margarita mix and uh, extra booze. <laughs> The one song he plays on the guitar? hmm I feel like it's Those Were the Days. Mm.
3: Oh, how
0: depressing. <laughs>
2: <laughs> it's a song oh, that reminisces man. about a bar.
0: Oh, man. I mean, that is Michael, that one makes sense. That is a good choice. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go back and do my little playlist again. Gary, he's over there playing. The only song he plays is Grandma Got Run Over by a Reindeer. It is July. <laughs> It's July, Gary. How does it, it's th- constant, Gary. It's one thing. It's bad been a feeling it was one song. That's the one song? That's the one song he knows? <sighs>
2: <laughs> I can't. You know what, Gary? I can't stay here. Put the shrimp in the refrigerator. We're going for dinner at Margaritaville.
0: <laughs> hey, hey, you guys. You guys. You, it's me. It's me, JB. Um, you guys going out? I would say this. Wake me up before you go. Go. You you guys come on! I'll be napping in the back. You wake me up before you guys go out to your uh, your shrimp boil. All right. Don't tell them we're going to
2: Margaritaville for dinner. Get myself an appetizer.
3: (laughs) Maybe that'll make us better. (laughs) Maybe that'll fix our relationship, Gary.
2: (laughs) That that'll bring us closer together. It always does.
3: I'll bring I'll bring Minnie Mouse.
0: It seems like he's trapped at a pretty sad place. Do you think, is Hotel California, is that like a sandals resort, do you think? That is, <laughs> is he stuck there? Oh there my God, go. that, maybe that's why he's there the whole season. Yeah. yeah. There
3: you go, he can never he can, leave. He can, he can leave. never
0: leave. Yeah, I don't know the reason. Oh no, I do know the reason. I literally cannot leave here. I am trapped <laughs> in an eternal hell. Hmm.
3: So you're saying you're saying Hotel California is in Margaritaville, which is a subdivision of... <laughs> The stories, <laughs> song universe.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I, that makes I sense. Would say, oh, that's actually a really good point. Yeah, Margaritaville. Oh, now we need a map. So we need the cheating. S- <laughs> we need the cheating side of town. Yeah. We need Margaritaville. We need Shanty Town.
1: Mm-hmm. All
0: right, somebody. I mm-hmm. need. I need a fan out there. You guys got to draw, <laughs> draw us a map of all the various places, please. that are in the story song expanding universe. Yeah, yeah.
2: Are there a lot of cartographers that listen to our show? Because that
0: would be. I, great. Think, I believe oh. almost exclusively. Yeah, I yeah, think so. Yeah, 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 yeah. But, We're big
2: in the but we got someone to
0: make us a map community. and we are halfway to having our own role playing game. And that is my, <laughs>
2: that's, that's my ultimate that's goal. That's the dream. Here. Tell you one thing about that. Yeah. It's all
0: about the cones. <laughs> <laughs> all right, let's leave it there. Uh, when we come back, we'll talk about the history of this song with Story Behind the Story. hey everybody welcome back it's time to talk about the story behind the story how did this story come to be first of all obvious caveat i'm not going to talk about the man's whole career he had a long career i'm going to kind of focus on a couple of key areas especially the writing and recording of the song margaritaville but james william buffett uh was born december 25th 1946 in pascagola mississippi sure yes Yes, that does make Margaritaville and every other Jimmy Buffett song a Christmas song. Yep, Christmas (laughs) baby. he was born. He was born December 25th. Um, It's close to Christmas. (laughs) (laughs) It is very close. It's as close to Christmas as you can get, I would say. Yeah, weirdly, I actually knew that because I remember he came out with a Christmas album at some point, and I read a quote of him being like, I was born on Christmas Day. I guess I should... Put out a christmas album and i was like oh that sucks yeah. christmas day like it's one thing like if it's the 27th and you're getting the double present mm-hmm. but it's literally christmas nobody cares about your nobody birthday cares. nobody and,
3: cares and you know the moment he went into music everybody is like you know you gotta do a christmas album <laughs> you have to do a christmas album he's like why don't i do a birthday album Why? why right. how about that why don't i do a birthday album yeah. Everybody's like, no, a Christmas album. And
0: I was like, well, I don't think that exists. And he was like, because <laughs> my birthday's Christmas. Gotcha. And they were like, no,
2: Buffett. How about, I write 12 songs about how I got one card, and it was Merry Christmas and also Happy <laughs> Birthday.
0: <laughs> and like it was scraw- clearly written in the car in the driveway. Oh, and also Happy <laughs> Birthday. <laughs> so Buffett attended
2: Auburn University. Like, can you imagine your birthday card is, like, one of those postcards with pictures of an entire family and just, like, in marker, oh, and happy birthday? (laughs) Send two cards.
0: (laughs) Come on, man. So Buffett attended Auburn University, where a fellow fraternity brother taught him how to play guitar. Buffett only lasted a year, however, before flunking out. Don't worry. He eventually got his degree in history from the University of South Mississippi.
3: I was so concerned.
0: I was I worried. worried. I was like, you're like, you need to fall back. <laughs> I was going to say, if he, doesn't, if he didn't graduate, he wouldn't make it anything. I know. <laughs> crazy.
3: So he didn't start playing the guitar until college.
0: I, yeah, I guess so. I don't know. Wow. That's one of those things where it's like, you know, some people are like, we've talked about our like prodigies where they're like playing the piano at five yeah. and other other people are just like, they get to do it real late and just, I guess, just take to it. I mean- this is not a meant as an insult in any way. I don't think anyone's ever been like the intricate guitar work of Jimmy no, no, Buffett. No, no. No, but <laughs> I think I it's saying... like pretty simple, but I'm
3: not saying he's an amazing guitarist, <laughs> but I think it also goes with the like Jimmy Buffett feel of him flunking out of school after one year. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? No, absolutely. That goes along with the beachy vibe.
0: And Rachel, he gave two reasons for the reason why he flunked out of school. Do you want to guess what those reasons were?
3: Uh, he doesn't do well with authority, and not enough time to go surfing.
0: Drinking and girls. Those are the two reasons <laughs> that he gave.
2: I
3: mean, that makes sense.
2: <laughs> um, I feel like he only learned to play guitar because he was in college, and somebody needed to play guitar at one of those parties.
3: Yeah. Oh, right.
2: yeah.
0: Oh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A hey, real, guys, like... let's have a sing-along. <laughs> um, yeah, it's like a real animal house. Like, we need... <laughs> <laughs> we need someone playing guitar vibes. So after graduating in 1969 and uh, thankfully failing the fizzle exam for the draft, um, he moved to New Orleans where he would perform in the street for Drunken Tourists. Sure. Uh, in 1970, Buffett moved to Nashville to pursue a country music career. To make ends meet, he worked as a writer for Billboard magazine. Oh, cool. Did you guys know that? Yeah, I no, like no idea. No. Buffett reviewed Elton John's second album, Tumbleweed Connection, writing, Although this is but his second LP, Elton John's track record already speaks for itself, and the album is sure to be one of the biggest of the new year. Was it? Yeah, it was pretty big. It <laughs> doesn't have like, it doesn't really have one of the like the big canonical right. Elton John hits on it, but it, it, it was a big album. It was only a second. Uh, it was a big album, and it has one of my personal favorite songs of Elton John's, Burn Down the Mission, mm. is on that album. But, um, yeah, it's pretty good, pretty good, um, Buffett said about his time at Billboard that he never wrote a bad review because, quote, I knew how hard it was to get up there
3: <laughs> not...
0: so that's, that's really v- cool
3: that's- v- well, is it because does that does that make you a good reviewer if you're just like, well, I just can't do it, I can't do, I can't do it everybody everybody gets a prize,
2: <laughs> well, it's almost. The opposite of there, I think there are so many reviewers who go out of their way to write a bad review, right? Because okay. that's more readable and more controversial and it's gonna sell more newspapers or whatever they do these days. Clicks,
0: I don't know, they sell clicks, they sell clicks. Yeah, you gotta buy, you gotta, I bought 30 clicks uh <laughs> today,
2: <laughs> so yeah, so I think there, I think there are some reviewers who go out of their way to be mean and then he's the opposite he's one of those reviewers who went out of his way to be
0: nice mm-hmm. right somewhere in the middle is probably the ideal
3: that's what i'm saying you got to find you got to yeah. find a good balance
0: yeah michael that was very nice but i agree with rachel jimmy buffett invented participation trophies uh and he's, <laughs> it's all his fault um well, don't worry. Well, first of all, I think I read that he he never was bylined. He would just write those like little capsule reviews, so mm, you know, okay,. He, it, was That's one of fine uh, it was like he was writing like thousand word <laughs> articles for Billboard magazine. Um he just wrote the captions. He was like, Elton John's <laughs> new album, album art pictured <laughs> <Right>. above <laughs> exactly so due to a conflict of interest, Buffett had to leave the job at Billboard when he signed a two record deal with Barnaby Records. He recorded two albums, the first of which was Down to Earth in 1970. It sold 324 copies. Big hit. Whop, whop, whop. Big hit. The second
2: album does that count as some sort of certification? I mean, I guess uh, so. I don't know. I don't paper? know
0: how close they're. Yeah, how close <laughs> they're checking it? But yeah, um, <laughs> he's a big old record. So it's like three more than 300 sold. Um, <laughs> But uh, the second album was called High Cumberland Jubilee, uh, which was lost by the label. Like, they literally said they couldn't find the master. They lost it. What? Um, but guess what, you guys? Uh-huh. After Buffett got famous a decade later, they suddenly found it again. Oh, that weird? What an amazing coincidence. Oh, That's so what crazy. What a
3: thunk it. it. You guys, it was just stuck between the seat cushions. Uh-uh, uh-uh. <laughs> oh, my gosh.
0: We found it in the back of Al Capone's vaults. <laughs> so it was eventually released, um, but not then. So now Jimmy Buffett was out of a job. His music career, at least for the moment, was DOA, and he was getting divorced. Oh. When? What a time. Yeah. So this is, there are three connections in this story to artists that we have covered on the Story Song podcast. Love it. Is one of them Jimmy Buffett? Yes. Um, And also the other two are Jimmy Buffett. No. (laughs) So this part of it, Michael, I am going to ask you to hold your tongue just for a second. Okay. Because I'm I'm pretty confident you'll know, but I'm going to ask Rachel if she can figure out the connection here. Great. I'm pretty confident
3: I don't know, so go.
0: uh, So he's out of a job, he doesn't have a music career, he's getting divorced. When fellow country musician Jerry Jeff Walker tells him that he has a house down in Florida and that Buffett should come down for a few weeks and hang out. And... It's the story of Margaritaville. <laughs> this is when Jimmy Buffett's life changed. Because remember, he's, he's from Mississippi. Yeah. He, he's, he's like hanging around Nashville. And then he goes to Florida, Key West specifically, for the first time. Oh, man. This is where he discovers oh, the beach bum lifestyle. But here's my question. And it like, Michael, you don't know. So I can ha- have you guess second. But Rachel, do you know who Jerry Jeff Walker is?
3: JJ Dynamite Walker. That Good guess, sounds no. so familiar.
0: It is. Michael, do you remember? And I will say there's a reason why I thought you would know. So, that JJ might be even more J.J. Walker.
3: Hit. Definitely familiar. Songwriter?
0: I yes. feel like he's a
2: he's a songwriter, but he's also like a a musician. He
0: is a musician and he I is feel a songwriter. like songwriter. He he wrote. I want to say,
2: I want to say it's like 16 tons, but it's not 16 tons. He wrote a song, recorded it, and then it was a bigger hit. But I don't for somebody right. else.
0: Jerry Jeff Walker wrote "Mr. Bojangles."
2: That's what oh. it is. Okay, I knew 16 tons was way too early.
0: <laughs> Which was he recorded it and released it, and it was later covered, and it was a big hit for the Nitty Gritty Dirt Band. Wow. And so, so there you go. Um, so that's our first connection. So, Jimmy Buffett liked the Key West vibe so much that he moved there permanently in 1972.
3: He found his people.
0: Exactly. Well, then he got a job as a first mate on a super yacht oh for God. a super rich industrialist dude, um, <laughs> which was a decent paying day job while he pursued music. So he's yeah. in Key West. He's hanging out on a boat all day uh, on a yacht for a guy I'm like who's super rich and probably like barely paying attention. Yeah. He's, probably, he's probably getting like paid way too much. For this job, and he's um, he's pursuing music. Now, the thing about Jimmy Buffett, and I'm going to talk more about this, uh-huh. is he also is one of those guys that's, like, really frustrating because, like, clearly he must have just been, like, super life of the party. Everybody liked him uh-huh. because he's just clearly just, like, lucking into things, and I don't mean that in a bad way, but, it, like, clearly they must be like, oh, Jimmy. We got to get Jimmy. We got to get Jimmy right, in right, here. Right. And, like, that's how so he's just, like, keeps – these things just keep happening to him. But – um,
3: Well, he's clearly evolving into, like – this is, like, some sort of, like – what is it? Pokemon that keeps on like (laughs) (laughs) evolving into its its most purest form. Like he's just slowly becoming, like he moves to Key West. Okay. That's the next iteration. And then he gets a job on a yacht. Okay. Now he's on a boat. Sure. That's the next iteration. So he's just getting more and more Jimmy Buffett as time goes on.
0: Exactly. He's slowly turning into. Jimmy Buffett. Yes. Um, Yeah. Because that was the thing, like originally he was just a straight country musician. Yeah. Like literally just like, you know, any other country musician. And um, yeah. So during his time at Key West, Buffett honed his tropical theme country sound that he would become famous for later on. Okay, so I'm going to skip a whole bunch of stuff in the interest of time. Mm Are we going
2: to talk about the part where someone takes him to his first Hawaiian shirt store? <laughs> no, I, no, no.
0: I mean, I think he's already he's already figured that part out. He just he, says
3: he just he's he's sitting there in just a plain linen shirt. He's like, man, this white linen shirt is great, but I wish there was something yeah. more colorful. And his right. friend turns to him and says, "Have I got a shop for you?" <laughs>
0: Yeah. I must imagine him dressed like Conway Twitty or something, just like full cowboy <laughs> regalia, and like steps off the plane in Florida and is like, What like sees a guy in flip flops and like a Hawaiian shirt and shorts and he's just like, Where have you been all my life? Um and then like one of those things where like he walks into like the gift shop in like the Florida airport and then like the film spins around and he comes back out and he's dressed <laughs> like as Jimmy Buffett. Perfect. Oh man. Uh woo-do-do-do-p! that weird like Brady Bunch transition where they would flip around <laughs> and then like coming out the other way. Okay, so I'm skipping a lot of stuff in the interest of time, but I will mention that Buffett did a lot of interesting stuff. Uh, including things like apparently drinking and doing drugs with people like Truman Capote and Hunter S. Thompson while he was in Florida. Sure. So that's what I mean. Okay. He was like the life of the that's the thing, but he was like the life Come of the party. On. Like it was just like like some dude who knew some dude who knew some dude who knew Truman Capote, they were like, we got to get these two guys together. What? Like, Capote's got to meet Buffett. We got to get – this is awesome. So. What a
3: conversation to be had. <laughs> exactly.
0: Home. Imagine – And the worst part is – At this part, not the worst part, but the thing is, like, at this part, Jimmy Buffett is not famous. Right. It would make sense if later on, when he's, a like, a famous musician, that he's attracting these people. But he was not – He was just some dude working on a yacht. And, yeah. like, Truman Capote's like, I got to meet this guy. Like, <laughs> it's really weird. So that's what I mean, where he just must, he must have just been, like – he just—he was one of those guys. He was just must <laughs> have super charismatic. Everybody was hanging out there with him. Kind a lot of
3: not—not uh, tr- not that this is a a podcast about Truman Capote, but I would totally mm-hmm. do a podcast about Truman Capote. But he's mm. Truman Capote seems to be one of those characters who people knew before they were famous. They just happened to be in right. conversations and in circles where they would be brought along. In early on in their career, or at in the infancy of their career, to these parties where Truman Capote was just holding court, it's amazing. Like he, yeah. the the different circles that Truman Capote shows up in is just phenomenal. I don't know. I do. He was a fascinating character, <laughs> yeah. and he just showed up everywhere.
2: Uh. Anyway, let's stop talking about him. Let's bring him on, ladies and gentlemen, Truman <laughs> Capote. <laughs>
0: Hello. Um, <laughs> uh, it wasn't I terrible just, no well because i i can't really do it but i saw that movie with uh who's the famous actor died. yeah and i was like did he really sound like droopy dog is that what I like? <laughs> kind of no i know i i'm sure he did a good job because philip was a great actor but okay So, yeah, skip a lot of stuff. You hung out with Truman Capote, Hunter S. Thompson. All right. In 1973, Buffett signed a recording contract with ABC Dunhill Records. Soon after signing, Dunhill had a major hole in their lineup of artists and promoted Buffett heavily in an attempt to fill that hole. Does anyone want to guess, this is our second connection, who that missing artist was? This is 1973. I'll give you a couple of seconds. The Dunhill part won't help you. Oh, ABC? Um... I mean, there was an artist that they were big on, and then suddenly the artist was gone. And it is an artist that we've covered.
3: Is it through death?
2: When the Beatles broke up, they were famously mm-hmm. on ABC Dunhill Records.
0: Yes. Yes, they were. No, no Rachel, you're you're actually on the right track. Yes, someone died.
3: Uh, was It was not Harry Chapin, is it?
0: No, it was is Dunhill label I mean? mate Jim Croce died in a car. Oh. In a plane crash. Excuse me. And a plane crash in September of 1973. So that was that was the person they were like, oh, we gotta we had a lot of plans for him and now he's suddenly not yes. here. Um so they put Buffett, they pushed Buffett to try to fill that hole. Um crazy to think about. Mm-hmm. So uh thrusting Buffett into the spotlight actually worked. Uh, Buffett's first album for ABC Dunhill was called A White Sport Coat and a Pink Crustacean. <laughs> um <laughs> 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 uh, um it produced, uh, produced a respectable hit, Grapefruit, Juicy Fruit, uh, which reached number 23 on the hot adult contemporary tracks. Um, however, perhaps more importantly, was another song from that album, which was not a single. It was not played on the radio because it could not be. That song was called Why Don't We Get Drunk, which, if you guys know how that the chorus finishes... This is a this is a respectable family <laughs> podcast. I won't say how it finishes, <laughs> um, but uh, it's uh, you know not let's say not a nail, but uh, so yeah. why don't we get why don't we get drunk? End, um, which uh, was not released as a single, as I said, could not be put on the radio, but was a massive hit on jukeboxes. Now I don't know the economics of jukeboxes, but apparently it made a lot of money. Um, was a huge, like, got played all the time on, on jukeboxes and was more famous, though. Even though he was not on the radio, it made him famous because people now knew his name because he was attached to this very popular novelty hit.
3: He got paid solely in nickels.
0: Yeah. they <laughs> <laughs> just backed the dump truck to his house, <laughs> pouring out millions of
2: nickels. So. I wonder if it was, like, a B-side or
0: something, and that's how it ended up on jukeboxes. It was a hmm. B-side, yeah. It something. Okay. Something, but yeah, but they couldn't put it out as like a single and they definitely couldn't play it on the radio, not in 1974 or wherever it was. Um, yeah, so but again, it's a it was a naughty little novelty hit that was huge with in all the bars and jukeboxes and such. So that makes very smart on very smart on his part, yeah. Well, it just and it raised his profile because you know, like I said, like it was this big hit that everyone was playing and then people knew his name, even though it wasn't on the radio.
2: Well, it's so. Smart the way they marketed it, like that's where it's going to get played, is yeah. in jukeboxes,
0: right?
3: At like eleven thirty at the bar, everybody's wasted, <laughs> sure. <raced it>. yeah, <laughs> singing along.
0: It's also it's a good sing along. I will oh, say, oh, it's a very good oh, yeah. sing
3: along song.
2: Yeah, but like put it out as a B side and build uh, uh, awareness. That way, because you know it's never going to get played on the radio,
1: mm-hmm.
2: right? You can't. You're, you know, you're not going to go on American Bandstand and do that, <laughs> right? Yeah. What's interesting about this album, if you look at the album cover, it feels like it definitely like bridges two eras of his career, mm-hmm. because he's dressed like a 1973 country singer, right, sitting on a boat. Yeah,
0: <laughs> it actually was a slow. Uh, it was a bit of a slow transition. I mean, he's definitely, but like, there's no, like, there's no like Margaritaville or like a pirate looks at 40. Like there's no, like, this is definitely about like a beach and a boat. Like he's Uh still kind of in like country. Like, why don't we get drunk and blank? Like that's a, that's a, that's like classic country song. Right. That's right. take this job and shove it. That's like, yeah, a, yeah, yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Like that is definitely more in like that country mode at the time. Uh, but it, like you said, it is it is slowly transforming. And I think even that idea of like sort of that tropical beach bum, like, even that was sort of like slowly coming into the public consciousness, you know, as as time is going by. So mm-hmm. he's almost kind of evolving with with the culture and, and making it happen to a certain degree. Um, but okay. So over the next few years, Buffett recorded several more albums for ABC Dunhill and his profile rose slowly. That was why I sort of, there was never that moment where he like suddenly shot into the stratosphere. Like he just was putting out albums and each one got like a little bit better, a little bit better. Um, uh, so his, his profile rose slowly, but steadily, including having a hit single with come Monday, which hit number 30 on the U S high 100 in July of 1974.
2: That song is amazing. Yeah, you love that song, right, Michael? I love that song. It's such a great song. It's good.
4: And honey, I didn't know That I'd be missing you so Come Monday It'll be alright Come Monday
2: And that's from his next album.
0: I think so, yeah.
2: Yeah, and that, that yeah. album, he's at that point, he's just on a boat, <laughs> right? There's no cowboy hat. No
3: cowboy anymore.
2: <laughs> the album cover is him on what looks like a sinking boat, but the oh, cowboy yeah, hat yeah,
0: yeah, is yeah. gone. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah.
2: I think Come Monday was his first big mainstream hit.
0: Yeah, that's a, that was his first. That was the first one that cracked the top, the Hot 100. Um, yeah, and it, was, it hit number thirty, so which is pretty good.
2: And that song, that is a great song. Highly recommend it. Yeah, go hang out on a boat that appears to be sinking and just play that song over and over. <laughs> it's one of the rare Labor Day songs. Oh, is it is it a Labor Day song? Well, it takes place on, I mean, Labor Day weekend. I- I understand. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's not...
3: It's not about the labor movement.
2: <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> it's like... not like sleigh bells ring. Are you listening? Sure. By the way, it's Labor Day.
3: <laughs> yeah.
0: Or they're going to be like, come Monday, we will smash the machines of capitalism.
3: Demand an eight-hour workday. This is a
0: about yeah, out. This is a little outside his uh, normal purview, uh, but I'm for it. I like it. <laughs> uh, um...
3: Is this song about Norma Ray? <laughs>
0: yeah. Why did he write a song about unionizing first mates on yachts? That's a weird. <laughs> that's a weird little niche he got there. Um, okay. So in 1975, Buffett formed a permanent backing band called the Coral Reefer Band. Uh, <laughs> okay. And he,
3: okay. Yeah. See. <laughs> okay. See. Oh, okay. All right. yeah, I got it. That's okay. great. See, he's coming into. He's becoming even more Buffett. See.
0: So I'm actually gonna hold up because I I have. I kind of have like my final thesis is going to come at the end Okay. and I'm going to, I'll come back to some of this stuff and talk about it. But the band was called the Coral Reaver Band and he and the band were the opening act for the Eagles oh. uh, on their tour. That, that's the third connection. And the audience must have been in future old guy heaven. Um, <laughs> he's like, I'm seeing uh, in 30 years. I love the idea that I saw the Eagles and Jimmy Buffett. Um,
3: I'm going to really be boring my children about this in a, while, <laughs> in a couple of decades.
0: The other thing that's funny is that I was look, I was just, you know, clicked on the corn reefer band on Wikipedia and I was like, oh, you know, what? never occurred to me. How many people had a B be in Jimmy Buffett's band? <laughs> Cause it's like a guy's like so-and-so Congo's. So and so bongos. So and so piccolo. Like it's all these like weird island <laughs> instruments, you know what I mean? There was like twelve guys. Oh
3: my god.
0: But I'm saying it wasn't like it wasn't like a four piece. Like there was like twelve people. I was like, oh, of course. Yeah, it's like all these weird, like island instruments that you needed somebody he had to find some guy who was like, Okay, who can play the piccolo? Anybody who's who can do it, you know? The pan flute or whatever. So it was there was just a lot <laughs> of people in the band, basically. Um
2: This was the point where he was like God, I wish they would invent synthesizers.
0: <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, just need one guy at a keyboard. <laughs> uh, okay. So now it's January of 1977, and Buffett released his seventh studio album, Changes in Latitudes, Changes in Attitudes. It was his breakthrough.
3: He takes his final form. Yes. <laughs> exactly.
0: <laughs> uh, the album hit number 12 on the Billboard 200, uh, and that con- it contained the song Margaritaville. So, according to producer Norbert Putnam, Buffett approached him with the concept of an album of light, carefree songs about life by the beach. Now, since at this point Jimmy Buffett mostly produced hardcore goth industrial music, uh, this came as a bit of a shock. Uh, no, uh... no, it was largely par for the course. But
3: as he wipes away his dark mascara and eyeliner.
0: It's like, I was thinking about doing something different. How about songs about the beach? Um, but. But it'll be in full cat makeup. so <laughs> Exactly. Because that exactly. seems to
2: be a thing now, too.
0: But Buffett had been recording all his albums in Nashville at the time. And Putnam suggested recording it in Criteria Studios in Miami to complement the feel of the album. One day. Jimmy came in to the studio complaining that he had had a bad night. He had lost a flip-flop on the way home from the bar and had sliced his foot open on a beer pop-top.
2: Oh, I didn't want that to be a true part of the story.
0: That, that sounds like it hurts. Sorry. <laughs> well, by the way, okay, I do have to correct something from the first part. I, I was thinking like a, like a, like a cap. No. Right? It's like I forgot that it's like the tab. pull ones. Yeah, pull tab. Yeah. Well, I, I literally forget that those exist because, like, I wasn't alive when those were a thing. Right, really. right, So, like, I forget. He's talking about the cut. You know, you know what I'm talking about, Michael, where you pull it? Yeah, and yeah. And it's like, it's like a curl thing. That's what he cut. That actually makes a lot more sense. You could definitely cut yourself on that. Yeah. So Oh, anyway. really? Yeah,
3: like on yeah, a, yeah, schlitz, they were like, like a schlitz can, you
0: know? But they were, like, little, like, they were practically, like, razor blades. These, yeah. like, little, like, sharp things of metal that oh. he stepped on. So, anyway. So I thought he he had stepped on like a like a no, bottle cap. I thought so, too. I've actually literally always thought that until I did the research for this. I, I didn't realize. Yeah, yeah. No,
3: if he had done that, then he would have gone directly into a tap routine.
0: <laughs> <laughs> true. That's true. Um, but, yeah, because, again, I literally forgot you would pull the tab off, and then you had this stupid tab in your hand, and, of course, people would just throw them on the ground because people are monsters. Um but uh, yeah, so that that was a that was a thing.
2: You know, it was even crazier is if you were drinking a tab and then you pulled the tab off and then you had a tab in each hand.
3: Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, you had a tab tab.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: Mm. And then if you were at a place and you didn't have enough money for it, or you were just going to be there for the entire night, then you'd have a tab tab on your tab.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I think the bigger question. Mm-hmm is not what he stepped on and cut his foot. But let's go back to the part where, like, you just lost your flip-flop.
0: Yeah, well, I mean, obviously he was drunk.
2: So. Oh, okay. All right, that makes <laughs> yeah, more sense.
0: He was coming back. He was going home from the bar and lost his flip-flop somewhere while he was walking. <laughs> He's just like, I'm pretty sure I had something on <laughs> both feet. <laughs> oh, well. Um, so he came in complaining that he lost one of his flip-flops on the way home and sliced his foot open on a beer pop-top. Then he told... That's also a time
2: where, like, littering was just commonplace.
0: That's what I mean. Yeah, I know. It it's like, not...
2: I've got this sharp piece of metal. I, th- I feel like the ground is the best place for that.
0: Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, so he then told Putnam that he would write a song about the incident. And Putnam, I would say fairly, told him, that sounds like a terrible idea <laughs> uh, to write a song <laughs> about cutting your foot open. Uh, but a few days later, Buffett played... He a rough version of what was then called Wasted Away Again in Margaritaville, and Putnam immediately realized it could be a hit. And a restaurant. There you go. Well, Years later, Buffett revealed uh, that there had been a plan to have Elvis Presley record the song, but Elvis died that same year before wow. the plans could oh. be materialized. Uh, so Margaritaville was released February 14th, 1977, and peaked at number eight. Um on US 100 the week of July 23rd, 1977. It would be Buffett's biggest hit, uh, at least on the Hot 100. Um, and after this, Buffett would release more albums. In fact, this was his seventh album, and he would end up releasing 32 in all, uh, the last one to be released posthumously later this year. Oh, wow. But I'm going to skip over all that. I don't want to talk about any of that, because this is what <laughs> okay. I want to talk about. The Jimmy Buffett was a good musician, he was a great songwriter, but what I think he was the best at, just naturally, Mm
3: -hmm.
0: is he was a master marketer, okay? Okay. So let's start, let's start with the beach bum persona, okay? Now, although it was not a fabrication, at least not totally, it was brilliant, right? He filled a niche, it was country music, but it had a tropical feel, and basically, Jimmy Buffett always had this thing of like, you listen to my music, you come to my concerts. Hey, it's like you're on vacation. Yeah, take it easy, man. I'm Jimmy Buffett. Like perfect. Like you know, like I said, like it, it basically was like the '70s version of those Salt Life stickers, right?
3: right? <laughs> yeah, right. He
0: it, he was he was a musician, but also it was a lifestyle. Yeah. right. And this yeah, people this
3: tailgate is, at his concerts.
0: Exactly. Right. So again, and the fact that it was based on who it really was, that made it all the better, because let me let me tell you one thing that marketers are looking for: authentic, right? It's an authentic lifestyle. It's an authentic experience. So he didn't have to like fake it, but it was it was it was perfect. Yeah, right? So there's that. Okay. Then, so we have things like, "Why don't we get drunk?" Okay. Or like, he wrote a song. He wrote a song about how people drift apart. What's it called? Changes in latitudes, changes in attitudes. Boom, perfect. Like, you immediately get it. It fits into his persona. Everything's great, right? Um, so Jimmy Buffett had what he called the Big Eight. Those were the eight songs that every concert that you went to, he would play. Now he could play more obscure songs. He could play the quote-unquote new stuff. But Jimmy Buffett understood that if he played the Big Eight, the audience would go home happy no matter what. Right, mm-hmm. so that's just like brilliant because some some artists are like oh, I don't like the old songs. I want I want to play the new stuff. He would play the new stuff. He would play like more obscure songs that he wanted to play, but he would always play the Big Eight. All right, now those songs, the Big Eight. If you're curious, are Margaritaville, Come Monday, Fins, Volcano, A Pirate Looks at Forty, Cheeseburger in Paradise, Why Don't We Get Drunk, and Changes in Latitudes, Changes in Attitudes. Okay, so smart to be yeah. like those are the eight songs. You're gonna that get everyone those wants to all hear every time. Yeah. No matter what, you're going to hear those eight songs and you will you will leave the concert happy cuz you got what you wanted. Um so famously, after opening up a t-shirt stand uh in Key West that failed, he then opened up the first Jimmy Buffett's Margaritaville in Key West in 1987. It would later expand. That
3: long ago.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. It, well, I think it was I think there was kind of one and only yeah, for a while. Yeah, yeah, yeah but then it expanded to 39 locations, 8 of them being in this is brilliant airports. Smart. Of course, cuz you're on vacation. And listen, you're you're either going on vacation or you've just arrived on vacation. Let's go to Margaritaville. We're on vacation. And listen,
3: like I said, there is a huge one that includes a hotel in the middle of Times Square. Yes. Huge. Yeah, yeah. But it's an escape from the city in the middle <laughs> escape- of Times Square.
0: Exactly. With a
3: with a rooftop bar which I'm going to assume has like a palm tree up there. Right. You know. Oh, I'm
0: sure. I'm sure. And he was again, whether how much this was calculated or he just was like naturally good at this. I think it was really smart also for positioning himself in a way of like, "Hey, you think this stuff is super awesome?" You're you're a dude in his fifties who has like a demanding job and you hate your kids, but you want to put on <laughs> a you want to put on a Hawaiian shirt and come dance at Jones Beach. I'm I'm the guy for you. Hey, you think this is kind of kitschy? You're also in. Everyone's right. everyone's allowed. You're like he was perfectly like you couldn't hate him. You know what I mean? Like he was just just good enough, mm-hmm. just fun enough like to be like oh this you know a lot of people could could sort of fit it, fit under the he had a big tent yeah. Is what I'm trying to say a lot of people could fit in there. Yeah, so he opened the first Margaritaville uh, in 1987, eventually expanded to 39 locations. And there is an argument to be made that Margaritaville is the single most profitable song of all time, if you include the restaurant chain and everything that came out after that. Uh, he also, of course, had a Cheeseburger in Paradise restaurant chain and eventually went out of business, but he had already sold it for like, 50 million dollars so he he was fine he was he was no longer in charge of it he got his money the the people who bought it they eventually went out of business so uh he was fine um okay so through his margaritaville brand buffett licensed hotels casinos cruise experiences restaurants bars packaged food beverages spirits outdoor furniture home goods appliances apparel and accessories so
3: i'd like to say one more quick story about jimmy buffett so one of my old employers is a huge Jimmy Buffett fan, huge. Yes. To the point where when Mr. Buffett passed away, uh, there was a text chain going around asking if he was okay, if the my uh, old employer was okay. Like, check right. on him, make sure he's okay. Um, last year, he went on a cruise, a Jimmy yes. Buffett cruise experience. Was this cruise experience to the Caribbean? <laughs> no, it was not. <laughs> Right, it was to Antarctica, which I thought was hilarious. I was like, "This right. is the most counterintuitive cruise experience I can imagine." It was, yeah. it was the Jimmy Buffett Antarctica cruise experience, and I,
2: I it was is amazing. it counterintuitive, or is the world your beach,
3: Michael? It amazing. Yes, I think it is incredible. Yeah, it means the beach can be anywhere. The yeah. beach can be anywhere. And Antarctica is a desert. Uh, that's true.
0: Uh, that's true. It, it is anyway. technically an island. Yeah. Yes. So, yeah, that's what I mean. Wherever you are, even if you're in Antarctica, mm-hmm. hanging out with the penguins, mm-hmm. you're at the beach, baby. You're Jimmy Buffett. <laughs> Come right. on. You know what I mean? He's just a, he knew how to position himself such that you had a very specific idea in your mind. That's a, That's the thing that marketers... Are always trying to do when you think of a product, mm-hmm. you have a very specific thought in your mind. When you think about Boss Gags, you don't have a very specific thought in your mind other than like very good music, obviously. Uh-huh. Jimmy Buffett, guy on a bench, guy on a bench, <laughs> guy on a bench looking weird. But Jimmy Buffett, you know what he looks like, you know what he sounds like, you know where you are when you're listening to the music, you know like what's going on, you know the vibe, right? Like, you know. My, like Apple versus Microsoft, like Microsoft gray box, Excel spreadsheets it, It's like, there's nothing exciting. You don't, it, when you think about it, Apple, you're like, yes, iPhone, I'm a super cool. I'm, I'm a, I'm a silhouette dancing to cool music. Like it just, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like it, it just, yep. that's, that's what it is. And, and he, he, you know, it might sound like an insult. I definitely don't mean it that way. He just, it was just a. It was he. He elevated it to a to an art form, right? You know what I mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, and again, I think it was just natural. I don't think it was like a fabricated yeah. thing that he was like forcing. He just he just knew it was like the same reason why. Again, the fifty year old you know accountant in the Hawaiian shirt dancing at Jones Beach. The reason he loves him is the same reason Truman Capote and Honduras <laughs> Thompson loved him. Right. Like he just he was that guy, and it just it just made sense. So and. All of that, Truman Capote, Hawaiian shirt, Key West, Margaritaville hotels, meant that uh, he was estimated to be one of the richest musicians in the world, with an estimated net worth at the time of his death of one billion with a B dollars.
3: Hello. Oh. He so
0: did. yeah, as I'm saying, you know, he was just a cool guy. So
3: man, oh man.
0: Dan to
2: your point. Anybody. That's the thing with Jimmy Buffett's music is that, yes, he filled a specific um, niche, I guess, but it was kind of all-inclusive. It was, it was, everybody was welcome to, to be a part of it. Like, Mm -hmm. wherever your beach is, he's there. Right. If you're at a beach in Antarctica. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) It's a state of mind. Like I think, Rachel, you said, like it was, it was, he created a vibe. And yeah. That's what he was selling more than anything was like a state of mind. And his 1999 album was called Beach House on the Moon. So you could have a beach anywhere. Yeah. But like in terms of the marketing, I do think it's not to undermine like his abilities as a singer, as a songwriter. Because if the music wasn't there and the music wasn't good, there's nothing to market. It's just that he he knew what he offered and he knew what the audience was looking for and turned it into a literal billion dollar empire.
3: Yeah, I mean it was yeah. His it's he's there's a he's a positive person and he is sell, he is selling the positivity and not in a bad way. It's a genuine positive vibe that he is selling and that is what people connect with yeah and so right. exactly there's nothing to you know it's there's nothing wrong with marketing yourself if you are a genuine person do you know what i yeah. mean right
0: oh absolutely you know
2: what I mean? and again he's I also don't marketing really great music too right the talent is right. there
3: yes also do you know how many little animal sculptures made out of clamshells you can buy for a billion dollars <laughs> on the like, boardwalk. Unbelievable, so many.
0: Yeah, so, yeah, like yeah, So many. Absolutely. Like so many, so <laughs> like many. I didn't want to know. Like, I, I could me. buy
3: so many little turtles made yeah. out of like conch shells. Oh, That's, so many.
0: Yeah, so many necklaces those going made out of- did... little...
3: With the googly eyes, oh, uh, like, yeah. so many. I mean, I have—I already have so many, but I could add to my collection. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> <laughs> so many.
2: I have a giant bag of googly eyes. I might as well get the shells to put them on. Yeah, yeah. And turn yeah. them I mean, into little turtle yeah. sculptures.
3: And I could have like so many like bathing suit cover ups that have bikinis like pants. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Why? Well, could have one for every day.
2: Absolutely. Of the year.
3: Of the year. Oh, my yeah. Gosh.
2: You you just have one really big laundry day on New Year's
0: Eve (laughs) and then you're set for the next year. I could have three sixty five for every single day a fresh, clean federal body inspector T shirt (laughs) ready to go.
3: Just at the drop of a hat. (laughs) So at the drop of a hat.
0: Would never have to repeat, right? I mean obviously it'd be the same shirt every day. But it would the the actual shirt itself would never repeat. So that's that's what you could do with a billion dollars. Pretty that's right. Pretty exciting. Um, yeah, I mean, again, the other, you know, I don't know how much he was sitting around, like, pouring over, like, you know, Q2 projections or whatever, or or <laughs> being like, well, if, you know, well, if I call it, like, Beach House on the Moon, we'll make 3% more from this market. Right. I think he just was, I think it was just a natural. Like, he yes. just... Yeah. Yeah, he yeah. just knew, like, he just knew what was going to sell, mm-hmm. you know. And again, I mean, sell is, is a bad word. But right, obviously, right. if you're, but if but if you are a musician, if you're an artist, you have to sell yourself. Like, that's literally yeah, part it's, of the job, it's right? It's art
2: and it's business at the same Absolutely. time. Absolutely, exactly. It is show business.
0: <laughs> exactly. So, yeah. So he, and he just, again, he was just a natural at being like, he goes, some, you know, some things want to be coca-cola right they Mm -hmm. want to appeal to everything but other companies are like we're a niche product but we sell a lot to the little niche that we're in and he was a little niche you know he was like this is where i am if everyone's invited anyone wants to come in you can but you know i i have my core audience i'm going to play the big eight Mm -hmm. and everybody's going to be and everybody's going to be happy and you come margaritaville come hang out have a margarita. Have a burger and you know, everyone it's gonna be a good time.
3: Also, can we remind ourselves that his first album sold like three hundred and twenty-four copies?
0: Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Unbelievable. So <laughs> um all right. Well the only other thing I got for you was obviously uh Jimmy Buffett left us recently. Um, according to a statement on his website, uh Jimmy Buffett passed away September first, twenty twenty three, at the age of seventy six, at his home in Sag Harbor. New York, which is actually mm. not that far from where I'm currently sitting, um, due to complications from Merkel cell carcinoma, a rare and aggressive skin cancer. Mm. Um, according to the statement, he passed away surrounded by his family, friends, music, and dogs. Mm. So, mm, yep. sorry to end on a bummer, but Thanks, Dan. that's the way things go. Um, all right, so Pour let's take a quick margarita. break. <laughs> exactly. Uh, I mean, next time you spill a margarita by accident, just say, "Oh, that—that that was I was pouring that out for Jimmy." Yeah. Um, let's take a quick break, and when we come back, we'll talk about the lesson we learned from this song with "Lessons Learned." All right, we're back. It's time for "Lessons Learned." What lesson we learned from this song? Rachel, let we'll start with you. What lessons you learned from "Margaritaville"?
3: I learned that if you are um, a couple and you're going maybe through a rough patch, or maybe you're just getting mm-hmm. started find a third party to dislike together. It could bring you to close together. And if you could find something to do to mess with that third party, like Mm -hmm. say, steal Mm -hmm. something from them and uh, keep it from them, it it can really bring you closer together and maybe solidify (laughs) your relationship. You know?
0: Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Take
3: like a, a spice or a condiment from them that they really enjoy.
0: Absolutely. I mean, and if for some reason you don't have a neighbor, um, just hate watch a show. I guess oh, that's yeah. another thing. It just really, yeah, just yeah. It, you know. And this is only for people who are in sham marriages that should have fallen apart years ago. Yeah. But if you can find something to just focus your hate on away from each other and towards one thing, that's right. It's really gonna selling it's really sunset gonna, or uh,
3: I don't know. Sure.
0: I would say it would probably show buy it. Yeah, it'll probably buy you another seven, eight months before you you break up mercifully. That's right. Um, (laughs) Somewhat related. Um, Mm -hmm. People go to therapy for years Mm -hmm. to come to understand that the things that happen to them and the the way that they are are not the things that have been done to them, but the way that they have reacted to them Mm -hmm. and that it's about... the the, what you're what you're thinking and doing on the inside Mm -hmm. that that matters that you can't blame other people for your problems you have to deal with them and work on them you got to do the work as they say for yourself apparently another way to do that is just drink a lot of margaritas and you'll figure that out so (laughs) i'm probably a lot cheaper yeah. Probably a lot cheaper than years of therapy. I'm just saying. I'm just throwing that there as an option. I'm not saying don't do therapy, but maybe hang out all summer and drink margaritas. and Just see how that goes. Just try it, and maybe you'll f- come to the same conclusion.
3: Oh, yeah. Even a top-shelf tequila is going to be less than therapy.
0: <laughs> <laughs> like, you can really splurge. I mean, you can get on. the really good stuff. Yeah. Absolutely. You, you get that get the, margarita like, mix in bulk, you're good. Yeah, uh, yeah. yeah. You buy that at Costco, you, yeah, th- you're going to be good. So, <laughs> you get the Kirkland uh,
3: tequila. It's the same <laughs> That's I read an article. Thing. It's the same.
2: <laughs> you get a bucket of margarita mix. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. Michael, what did you learn? I learned that the hallmark of fine dining is the wordplay. So mm. don't fill up on appetizers. Instead, you get yourself an appetizer. Mm-hmm. Yes.
0: Mm-hmm. Exactly. And really enjoy that dining experience. That's right. Yeah. A- appetizer is... Um, usually have about half the calories of an appetizer, mm-hmm. so yes. it really, it really works out well. Half the calories, double the fun. That's exactly
3: right. my compliments to the chef on this appetizer. <laughs>
2: <laughs> uh, uh, my, sir, that's not comment- what it says in the menu. Uh, I'm calling it an
0: appetizer. <laughs> this uh, is I'm here to star- have fun.
3: This is a Michelin star rated restaurant. Please <laughs> don't call it an appetizer. <laughs>
0: My compliments to the chef on this uh, breaded mac and cheese ball. Uh, <laughs> yes, sir. I will let the microwave know. Um,
2: what else you got back there? You could throw into a deep fryer. Sure. <laughs> oh, and
0: I'll chew. Uh, all right. <laughs> Thank you guys so much for listening. Uh, this has been the Story Song Podcast. We'll be back next episode with another great story song. If you could follow us on the socials like Instagram. X, I guess we're still calling it. I was really hoping it would have switched back by now. Um although I do notice that like the news media is just calling it Twitter, by the way. They've just they seem <laughs> like for a week they tried the X and they're like back to Twitter. Anyway, think about us on the socials like Facebook X slash Twitter uh or Instagram, we would appreciate it. And if you can leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you're a podcast. We would really, really appreciate it. Um, also, I haven't said this in a while, but if you are listening to the show and you like it, please tell a friend. Then you can like talk to your friend about it. Well, uh, if they're li- sure. if you both are both listening to it, so yeah, tell a friend, leave a review. Um, if you do, we will read it on the show. Come back next episode when we talk another great story song. I'm Dan McInerney. I'm Rachel Oaks. And I'm Michael Gazelle. We'll talk to you then. Thanks for listening and goodbye. Bye.
2: Bye. Bye.
0: Our theme music was written and performed by Jason Flowers. Find him on Twitter at Jason Flowers with a Z. Some of our bumper music was provided by Purple Planet
2: Music. Our logo was designed by Dan Geva. Be sure to like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter at story underscore song, and on Instagram at story song Podcast.
3: And don't forget to leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you find your podcasts. The Story song Podcast is a proud member of the Pantheon Podcast Network. Go to PantheonPodcasts.com. Thanks for listening. It's the
1: stories.
0: um so uh oh yeah i i hold on i wrote a joke here that i forgot about
5: it's nfl draft season and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football